Hi, I'm Dan Jones. And I'm Mia Lee, and we are the editors of Modern Love at The New York Times and co-hosts of the Modern Love podcast. We read love stories for a living. And by love stories, we mean essays written by real people about all forms of human connection. We're talking about everything from first dates to funerals, from sibling rivalries to new love at 85. On our show, we're going to bring those stories to life. We'll hear from the writers and also from the people who are written about. Relationships are the most important things in our lives. And the people that tell us their stories are just so brave, like way braver than I think I am most of the time. Yeah. They're so honest and so vulnerable. And listening to the stories, I feel like you absorb so much wisdom and you get a sense that you're not alone. You can follow Modern Love wherever you get your podcasts so you'll never miss an episode. We hope you'll join us. New episodes are out every Wednesday. Hey, it's Michael Barbaro, host of The Daily from The New York Times. The story of Washington right now is filled with characters, characters that we are all talking about. Cabinet secretaries and political aides have become household names. Steve Bannon, Betsy DeVos, Scott Pruitt, Jared Kushner. They are remaking Washington. They are the new Washington. We know their nicknames, we know their rivalries, but we don't know them or their motivations. That's why The Daily is launching a new series, The New Washington. For the next few months, we'll be interviewing the person that you want to hear from each week with analysis and commentary from my colleagues in D.C., like Carl Hulse. When times became uncertain, Wampley pivoted their technology platform and committed to help small businesses and self-employed workers get approved for their PPP loan. In just a few months... Wampley has helped 1 million businesses across America to secure much-needed funding so they can continue to stay open and serve their communities. Wampley helps small businesses thrive. Visit Wampley.com to learn more. Hello? Holes? Yes. It's Michael. Michael! (laughs) We were up so late last night. Ooh, welcome to Covering Congress. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't you if, haven't lived till you've been in the Capitol all night with everybody with their beards growing out and ugh, it's ugly. And the cots. Those cots are never even used. They are the oldest prop in congressional history. Oh, they're all just about the idea just, that we're yes, gonna sleep it's in all the office. <laughs> even the ones who like promise you that they sleep on There's the cots. Nobody's sleeping on those cots. Oh well, no, those guys actually they sleep on their couches and stuff. But I mean, oh, okay. that, but the, when they roll out those cots, that's a pure gimmick. They do it every time. Everybody goes and takes a picture, and no one sleeps in the cots. <laughs> All right. So, Carl, I want to try something with you. I want to name a few figures in Washington and have you tell me something that I don't know about them. Yeah. Ready? This is the lightning House. round. This is lightning round. House Speaker Paul Ryan. We need the facts. It is obvious there there are some people out there who want to harm the president. He gets uh, his hair cut at the same place I do by the same woman. Hannah (laughs) at Bubbles on Pennsylvania Avenue. Price of the cut? I think it's $40. I don't know if he, I don't know if it is, it's pretty pricey. I don't know if he gets a deal, but he brings in more security than I do. So not a John Edwards guy. Uh, no. <laughs> and he cuts a lot of bubble. congressional hair, by the way. Yeah. Bubbles? But I know, I know. I, <laughs> I hesitated to even bring it up, uh, but it's the name of a, a chain. Sure, yes. no, no doubt. Um, 
Senator Chuck Schumer. President Trump did a tweet last night and a tweet this morning. Not presidential. Always interesting with food. <laughs> he, uh, when I was in his office uh, after the election, I noticed that he ate his uh, candy bar frozen, which, you know, <laughs> we used to do as kids. And then he uh, said, the frozen candy bars off the record. I go, no way. I go, no. I said, we won't, <laughs> we won't take a picture of you eating it if that's, if that's what's worrying you, but I'm putting it in the story. Uh, Senator Mitch McConnell, Majority Leader. But this is, uh, you know, clearly a disappointing moment. Our constituents have suffered through an awful lot under Obamacare. We thought they deserved better. I've dealt with Senator McConnell a lot over the years, but one of the interesting things he told me one time, because Senator McConnell is famous for walking through the hallways and refusing to acknowledge questions from reporters. And he told mm -hmm. me once that when he was a junior uh, senator and he'd come out of the lunch and he'd see all the reporters chase the other senators, that he was so mm -hmm. jealous that he, that he wished <laughs> he could be the guy that the reporters were all trying to track down and ask questions. That's fascinating. Now he is that guy, and he wants nothing to do with us. So I always thought that was uh, a... That's a very vulnerable yeah, and human moment. Yeah, I thought moment. it was really telling, honestly. All right. Senator Lisa Murkowski. I do not support repeal of the ACA without a clear replacement. Who was big in the news this week, obviously. Sure. Uh, so a very tough Alaskan. I remember she lives in my neighborhood. Uh, yes, in our kids are, are acquainted. But a few years ago, I think she was backcountry skiing and really just to totally destroyed her knee. And hmm. uh, I mean, to the degree where you wonder why, if this was going to be a permanent and debilitating injury. And she, she went through rehab, did everything to the point where you can't even notice it. I mean, and not hmm. everybody can do that. And she got back skiing. And I really, to me, that's indicative of her toughness. Oh, that's like the essential backstory of probably yeah. the last couple of days, right? Like, you think you're going to get yeah, me to switch yeah. my vote? You should have been in my physical uh, rehab when <laughs> I had to get my knee right. back in shape. 3M is using science and innovation to help the world respond to COVID-19 and taking action to support communities in the fight. Since the outbreak, 3M has responded with cash and product donations, including surgical masks, hand sanitizer, and respirators through local and global aid partners. In addition, 3M plants are running around the clock, producing more than 95 million respirators per month in the U.S. Learn how else 3M is helping the world respond to COVID-19. Go to 3M.com COVID. 3M Science. Applied to life. So, Carl, it's Friday afternoon, and... Literally, as we were sitting here in the studio, we got the news Breaking that Reince Priebus right is out as White House Chief of Staff. Pushed out of the job. Let's talk about this this current Reince cast of characters. I guess Reince is yeah, he's, he's, a, he's an ex-character now. As is Sean Spicer. Yes. I wish him continued success as he moves on to pursue new opportunities. Just look at his great television ratings. Scaramucci maybe is on the list now. I was in the Oval Office with him earlier today, and we were talking about letting him be himself, letting him express his full identity. I think he's got some of the best political instincts in the world, and perhaps in history. Who, in your mind, are the most important people in Washington? Well, I mean, you know, the president is always the most important person. With the exception of the late, great Abraham Lincoln, 
I can be more presidential than any president that's ever held this office. So, you know, you have the president, you have Steve Bannon, you have the players at the White House. But, you know, the, the most important people in Washington are still the people who you would think are important besides the president. The Speaker of the House is important. I think Mitch McConnell is an extraordinarily important person in Washington because, you know, you can push things through the House. Mitch McConnell is sort of, in some ways, the arbiter of what can really happen because he, he has mm -hmm. to be able to get 60 votes usually. So, you know, in some ways, the flow chart hasn't changed. You know, there's some different characters at the White House, but things still have to work. You know, I, I say the most important people in Washington in some respects right now are names I don't even know. They're the investigative accountants who are working hmm. for the special counsel, right? We don't even know where these guys are working uh, from, but those are also very important people, you know, who are staffing these investigations that, whose names we don't know and probably will never know, to tell you the truth. Carl, who else are you interested in in Washington right now? You know, uh, Richard Burr is someone who interests me a lot. He is the chairman of the Intelligence Committee from North Carolina. You know, a fun-loving politician who, you know, likes to get the joke about Washington. He drives this old beat-up Volkswagen thing. You know, he doesn't <laughs> wear socks. and But he... Yeah, uh, he's, 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 you know, a bit of a frat boy, but I say that in a complimentary way. You know, here's right. a guy who's been thrust into this investigation. Do you have any doubt that Russia attempted to interfere in the 2016 elections? None. Kind of a thankless job, and he, he's taking it pretty seriously and taking it on and trying to move this forward. So I think he's an interesting person. Uh, Lamar Alexander, who now with the failure of the health care bill, he's, you know, the former presidential candidate, senator, senator mm -hmm. from Tennessee. You know, he's going to try have to try and pick up the pieces of health care now and move things along. I agree with President Trump that we should replace and repeal major parts of Obamacare at the same time. And then, of course, you have a whole bunch of uh, Democratic senators that people talk about as possible presidential candidates that people are looking at. And they kind of add to the to the flavor right now of things that are going on here. We got to be in the fight. We yeah. cannot lay down and play dead. We got to be in this fight. Yeah. So we started to talk about this a little bit, but I'm struck by how quickly in the new Washington people's fortunes <laughs> are rising <laughs> And falling and literally like tipping out of the building. Yeah, ev everything's a little slide. bit at light speed right now. And this is a town, although, you know, Wright's Priebus is now out the door. I, it's one of those things like if you hold on to your job, even in the face of an onslaught, let's talk about Jeff Sessions, right? I have uh, the honor of serving in, as attorney general. It's something that uh, uh, goes beyond any thought I would have ever had for myself. We love this job, we love this department, and I plan to continue to do so as long as uh, that is appropriate. You know, he's hunkered down there now, and he doesn't want to go. So maybe his fortunes will come back up, right? I, I also thought it was interesting about Jeff Sessions. One of the questions I get asked all the time now is, you know, when are the congressional Republicans going to step in and really confront mm -hmm. President Trump? You know, the president has the right to fire anybody in his cabinet. As a human being, I think he should show some respect uh, for Jeff Sessions as a person. Well, I didn't know the red line was going to be Jeff Sessions, right? Because they right. did. And they sent the president a very strong message to quit messing with their friend Jeff. 
this effort to basically marginalize and humiliate the Attorney General is not going over well in the Senate. If Jeff Session is fired, there will be holy hell to pay. And since this week, I think that he he has Mm. backed off a little bit. So it was also a classic case of the Senate protecting its own, which is a grand tradition there. But, you know, if you can survive maybe the when you go into the dumps, maybe you can rise again when the president's favor turns back on you and against someone else. So it feels really difficult to get the people we're talking about and just about anybody in Washington to talk candidly. There's really kind of a one-dimensionality to the way that we process and see and even hear kind of official Washington figures who make policy and who govern. And they go on the Sunday shows and they get grilled in a very predictable way. Joining me now to discuss this and much more is the incoming White House Communications Director, Anthony Scaramucci. First of all, Anthony, congratulations on the new job. It's a pleasure to be here, and thank you for that. So you come to the White House at a time when President Trump has historically low approval ratings. He has signed into law zero major pieces of legislation. Healthcare is on life support. Multiple investigations are underway. I guess the big question is, is President Trump facing a communications problem or is it a substance problem? Did you, I, did you leave anything out? I mean, you were, you, you were, you were doing pretty well there. I, I mean, gave you listen. a short version. Yeah. Okay, listen. They get mobbed in the halls of Congress. They seem incredibly gun-shy about revealing themselves. But, of course, there's actual humanity there, and they're people. How often do you see that? Yeah, it's actually diminishing, unfortunately. I mean, the reporting in the Capitol right now, there's a lot of reporters. The stories are big. They're chasing down members in the hall. And it's hard to get them to open up in that situation. They mm-hmm. kind of give canned quotes. I think what you really need to do is get them away a little bit. I, they will open up. Of course, you know, everyone's perfectly willing to be candid when they're on background or off the record, you know. Right. Eating their candy bars. Carl, you may remember this. Last week I interviewed Tom Rooney. He's yes, a really yeah. little-known mm-hmm. Republican mm-hmm. congressman from yeah. Florida. I can't tell you how many times. I'm sitting, listening to people talk, and I'm just like thinking to myself, you know, if my dad would walk in the room right now (laughs) and we'd give him five minutes, he would have this all cleaned up just because I think that he'd be like an adult in the room. And when you say your dad, you mean just mean like a rational figure unencumbered by politics. I actually mean my dad. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it just seems like a lot of people in that generation wouldn't put up with a lot of the nonsense that we do here. I thought he was incredibly candid with us. And our listeners thought he was. You're a pretty good arbiter of these things. Was he? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, one of the advantages of the of the things you're doing with these podcasts, and I've, I've discovered this with lawmakers, is if you give them a chance to talk and they know that a lot of their words are going to be used, they can be forthcoming. Mm. It's a situation that's different where I'm going to sit there and scribble down a few notes and take some quotes and put it in the paper, right? And I get to select those quotes and I get to select what comes ahead of that quote or after that quote. I have found that if you give them a chance and you're going to sit them down and have an intelligent conversation in front of a microphone, that they are willing to talk. But you have to give them a little room. Right. So, Carl, over the coming weeks, we are going to be talking to a number of these people in the new Washington. Why do we need to be having these conversations, do you think, right now? Well, I mean, I think people are uh, really confused about what's going on here and Mm -hmm. what it all means. I also get, you know, probably honestly the most common question I get is, 
have you ever seen anything like this before? Mm. You know, that's what I get when I'm walking around. And I think, you know, we can rely on these people to tell us, one, have they ever seen anything like this before? And give them a chance to explain from their perspective what is actually going on. But I think people around the country, they're just seeing chaos, right? Mm. When you're watching this from afar, if you're watching TV right now, all you're seeing is, wow, the health care bill went down. The chief of staff just got pushed out. A new guy's coming in. He, he's a military person, you know. The events are so, it's cascading. Mm. Carl, we can't wait to hear and talk about these conversations. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Let's get some people on and and, uh, ask them about what's happening. Thank you, Carl. Thank you, Michael. You can listen and subscribe to The New Washington on Apple Podcasts, nytimes.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're still running your business on QuickBooks? More like quicksand. The bigger your company grows, the faster you sync with outdated software. NetSuite by Oracle is the scalable solution to run all key back office operations, no matter how big your company grows. 93% of surveyed organizations increase visibility and control since making the switch from QuickBooks to NetSuite. Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program. Head to netsuite.com daily. That's special financing at netsuite.com slash daily, netsuite.com slash daily.